Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast, episode 119. I'm Single White Medusa. I'm sitting here with... Nick. Uh, Cole is my name. <laughs> okay, feeling shy? <laughs> the guy who's never shy is feeling shy. Drinking, I wish I could say drinking his chai, but you're not. You're drinking a... Uh, grasshopper. Half syrup grasshopper. Very nice. Is it an Olay? Grasshopper Olay? Uh, a grasshopper is a latte. See, I order an Olay grasshopper style with just half syrup. Yes. So, okay, this is a full, full latte. Got it. The full latte grasshopper. Full grasshopper. <laughs> but half, half the syrup in it. Nice. It's very good. Because we've been working out hardcore. We have. Why are you playing with those cords? Just trying to tuck them in there. <laughs> Why are you just randomly making noise? What does tucking them in there have to do with anything? I don't know. They're contained. They were bothering me. Control your mind. <laughs> okay. Hold this for a second. You got it. Baby. So, I know like one thing you wanted to talk about today was Biden's kind of nothing burger of a speech. Uh, build back bitter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> build back. Yeah, uh, I was uh, I was busy um, listening to Strange Company because uh-huh. I'm working on Strange Company two right now. Woo. So trying not to screw anything up. Yeah. No, I think that's smart because it's been a while. You hey, just... this dead guy's alive, everybody, refreshing. and I wrote the whole book about him. <laughs> so you're refreshing your memory so you don't do that. Yes. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm experiencing kind of a Steve Martin moment. Uh-huh. You know, like sometimes his tweets are like, like he'll, he'll like, he has this one thing. He said, you know, um, I wrote a song for the common man and uh-huh. it's called, is my masseuse getting too chatty? Uh-huh. And I feel like that as I listen to strange company, because it's really good. And I'll be like, who wrote this? And they're like, Oh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I wrote it. And I'm usually not like that. Like, I mean, um, usually before I publish any novel, I will have like a prayer session with God in the morning when I wake up desperately afraid in the pre-dawn darkness that I have finally ruined my, I finally managed to ruin this career that I have, Mm -hmm. uh, by writing what I just wrote and I will ask God, I will be like, clearly I am not enough. Right. Could you please, and I don't mean God pull the wool over everybody's eyes, but if you could, you know. I'm cool with that, you know, but I basically ask God to cover me, you know, and, yeah. you know, make this because I'm not enough. I'm not arrogant. And so, like, I'm I'm going back and I'm listening to Strange Company. And I'm like, well, this isn't that bad. This is actually pretty. I like I'm actually for someone who who's written the book and read it a number of times. Like, I'm actually listening to it, I'm like, this is a pretty good book. I, I actually enjoy listening to it. And the world building is really fun. I was just like off on a tangent, but yeah. it's not me. It's all God. So I don't, you know, it's like I don't even have to. I'm not even saying that arrogantly, but uh, it does feel like that is my masseuse getting too chatty. <laughs> no, but that's good because now you probably feel like really inspired as you're writing the second book. Like you're not like, oh man, I hate what I wrote here, and now I have to build a whole nother book on it. Like at least you <laughs> like what's there <laughs> that you have to work with. So that's yeah, good. yeah, exactly. That's a good thing. Yeah. It'll write itself. I think some writers try to protect everything, and I actually try to break everything, and that's where I have fun. So yeah. if if, it, if it's like a glaring thing that I don't like, then it's just something I look forward to killing. Yeah. But I think a lot of writers are in love with their own genius, <laughs> unlike me. Yeah. You know, and so they they're like, oh, I could every everything that comes out of my pen is pure gold. You know, right. and, I, and I see them attempting to protect everything, and I'm like, oh, you know. Uh, it all needs to die. Yeah. Know? But that's the, I mean, that's what I, one of the things I enjoy about you as a writer is, um, cause I read everything you write just cause I'm your number one fan, but also cause I edit everything at least, like before it goes to the final editor. But, um, is that because you're willing to sometimes kill even fairly main characters or sometimes quite main characters, Sometimes not, but sometimes you do. It it makes it more tense when it's tense situations because, you know, some authors you'd be like, oh, they're never going to kill their main characters, and then you kind of know that, yeah. and it's not as tense. But with you, it's really tense because you're like, he just might do it. <laughs> so, yeah. that, I mean, to me, that makes it way more fun. And then especially when you don't, you're like, yay. But, yeah. you know, it's I like that, the extra suspense, you know. Writer me is like a big, fat, sweaty guy carrying a case of dynamite through a factory that's on fire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like it go at any minute. And it's like old dynamite. 
that yeah, really old might dynamite, just like go the, the stuff that could just go if you turned on the heater. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's writer me. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. real me works out and is not fat and sweaty. Or carrying old dynamite. Or around. carrying old dynamite. But I, I, I don't, I mean, like of all the identifiers, I think I would rather carry dynamite than be fat and sweaty. Really? Yeah. Easily. Mm, I got to say, I'm going to die. fat and sweaty because no, you no. know how you to just, fix that. And you, it's, no, well, it could still blow you up on you. You say that because you're a beautiful person. But, well, I was going to say you know, it won't just blow up on you unexpectedly, but it could actually like with a heart attack. So I, actually, I'm wrong. It could blow up. I have <laughs> lived my life knowing that I want to die beautiful. <laughs> okay. I see. My dad raised me that way. He would always, yeah, uh, airline pilots, jet pilots, as they used to call themselves, they always had a saying and it said, live, fa- live fast. What was it? Uh... L- Live fast and leave a good-looking corpse. That was their <laughs> That's sort of funny. thing. And That's they kind of were. So I think yeah, I mean, you know, that, like, I feel like that kind of fits people's idea of pilots. There's know? a lot of really jacked-up stuff inside kids like me from the 70s. Like, there's <laughs> just a lot of really messed-up stuff. But knowing how <laughs> jacked-up things are now, I would actually say oh, yeah, it was probably my... less jacked-up yeah. than now. Like, you know, it, yeah. it seemed jacked-up at the no. time, but now it seems rather innocent I'm not trying to nice. cut off my junk and figure out who I am. Yeah. You know, Your our, teachers aren't trying to like, convince you to do that before you even Your parents would give you alcohol. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know. Back in or, the good old days. Yeah, they would give you al- <laughs> They They weren't your best friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would give you alcohol, and they weren't your best friend. Now, the parents all have to be everyone's best friend. Well, you know, Bryce, buddy, you and I are best friends, and, like, Bryce doesn't want to be your friend. Bryce is like, I, I was have reading, a best friend. I was reading someone who was saying, um, and I think it was actually Cernovich who was talking about this, who... You know, Cernovich, nice guy, hit or miss, you know. Uh, I think he has some interesting, smart things to say. And then sometimes he's just, you know, I think he's just making stuff up. <laughs> but um, he did he did have a, a very, he did dive in on an, an interesting point where he noted that, like, if the parents who were sort of helicoptering their kids through this generation, you know, and making them wear masks and trying to keep them alive and keeping them home from school, basically robbing them of their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were their age, we were, you know, Saturday was no shoes day, you know, and, and you raged across the entire neighborhood, me, several towns well, I mean, without yeah. shoes on, you know, like I came home, I, I, I came home, I think once when I was a kid with like a nail in my foot Whoa, that I had what? stepped on a rusty old nail, like that what? I had stepped on, like, and then gone back and stepped on it again. I remember what? like, Oh shit. Oh I stepped on it again. What? Are you kidding? Yeah. Like, I mean, like oh my goodness. we lived like savages. Did you go get a tennis shot? I sure hope. I, I might've. Cause I stepped on a nail once and it wasn't even rusty. It was like a new nail. And we still took me to get a yeah. tennis shot just in case. So I, sure I would get up and watch the farm report. And yeah. we weren't farmers on Saturday morning at like 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. You know, we're like 5.30 and you'd watch the American flag come on, you know, dar, 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 you know like get to the cartoons. Mm-hmm. But there wouldn't be cartoons. There'd be 15 minutes of a farm report. Mm-hmm. I would kill to watch that farm report right now. I have a little memory I would, of that I would too. kill to watch like commercials from the 70s and 80s, you know, like, like you know, operators are standing by that yeah. commercial. <laughs> Um, and then you had to wait through another show called That's Cat. Hmm. That was like, and then cartoons started. Oh, it wasn't a cartoon? That's Cat was like a learning show. Oh. You know, it was like this chick and this dude, Hmm. and they both wore basically the same clothes, but the dude didn't say anything. He was like a mime. Hmm. He was the comedy relief, and she was serious. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, then cartoons would start. And then I'd watch a little cartoons, have a little cereal. But if it was like Saturday morning, like I was off doing activities, I would go paint pottery. Yeah. And that was like, that was my, I would drive, I would go like two towns over. And I lived in suburbia. Like I would go, but there was no one out on the street. Would you walk or ride your bike? I'd or ride what? a bike. So, and like you've told me before, like you would always be able to kind of leave the house in the morning and come back as it got dark. And it was fine. Okay. I'm gonna um, work the mic. You can't just <laughs> can't just you can't right just the wave the mic around and like like. Okay. It's one of your Portuguese hands. But like anyway, 
that doesn't happen now, I think, for most kids. But no. where you could just be gone all day. I was gone all day. And your parents knew you were fine probably and they yeah. weren't worried about it. But like parents They were probably calling in with other parents mm-hmm. and they're, oh, they there? Are they there? You know, like. Yeah. But so anyways, Cernovich was making the point that like if you if these parents are robbing these children of their lives, you know, because they're liberals and they want to support this political cult that feels that everybody needs to be masked down. I love you know what really irritates me about them is liberals are so often not sports players, mm-hmm. you know, but they co-opt all like sports lingo to like make it seem like you know, like team like the the latest one you got to boost up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, For you got to mask up. You got to mask up. You got to yeah. boost up and I'm like these are the people that never played sports. They have no idea what they're talking about, but they just go in and I just it's like when girls say, oh, you got to sack up, you got to man up, you're like, you have no idea what you're talking about. And if you would have said that to me in any of the locker rooms that I was in, I'd have beaten your face to a pulp. And every <laughs> other dude in that in that locker room would have. We would if have it stuck, was another guy that we would said have that, stu- you know? like we would have yeah. stuck you in the showers, you know. And you you your clothing too, you know. There's just they they think that they know sort of bro speak and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um. But I digress. So. uh what he was positing is that these children are actually going to become enraged when they realize how much of their time was robbed. Really, two years now of their lives have been robbed. Oh, like, so they'll be enraged because of this COVID yeah. stuff? And yeah. the only person that they'll really have to direct this rage at is their parents. You think, like, you think they'll see that they're, they'll feel that their parents could have done something about it? I don't it? think. That's what Cernovich said. Yeah. I'm saying, well, there is something to that. You know, but then again, you know, there is something to the fact that possibly, well, well, the latest stunning thing that I heard is that children born during the pandemic are, and this was stunning because usually IQ shifts are very small, that we're testing 22 points below IQ. I know, that's really That's really jacked frightening. up. And I, it's just like sometimes I see people out, like we were at the store today, getting some Fritos scoops for our salsa. Yay! <laughs> Which if you're gonna if you're gonna do like salsa and cream cheese, don't get regular Fritos. That's a that's a they'll just break. You know Fritos. What did you get last time? Like Fritos minis. Well, or they didn't like have that. scoops last time. So I know. All they had it said they were normal Fritos, but they were like the little mini strips. Yeah. But that was like all they had. That. Because we do salsa and cream cheese, and so when you try to get the cream cheese, they just break, even if you're careful. So. Scoops is the way to go yeah. if you're gonna do clam dip or if you're gonna do but and like. It's so rare that we have dips. Yeah. And like, I get excited about it. And it's got to be it's got to be solid. It's got to be on point. And the salsa not this, is homemade. Not like this we made making it work good. minis. And you know, like, yeah. in the end, you're just spooning into it, eating it off the spoon, <laughs> and then pouring some Fritos <laughs> in your mouth. To, and, it, and that's wrong. That's no fun. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah, it just does not work. <laughs> so you were saying, That's like though, a dog wearing a top hat. When I was getting the Fritos scoops, you were noticing some people? You were talking about the low IQ? Just, yeah. I mean, just coming out of the store in masks, and they just seemed clueless and oblivious and dumb. Like, you know, you can look at some people, and they're just, they just look dumb. And I'm not saying they're dumb. It's just I wonder how much damage the masks have done, you know, oxygen and stuff like that. But, like, literally, they, like, they had no mobility. Like they had, like they, they waddled and they weren't old people. Yeah. They were overweight, but they weren't old people yeah. and they waddled and like they didn't have any sort of fine motor skills or movements. And it seemed to take two of them to actually unload the groceries from the, like I unload the groceries. You just stand there and go through the list and try to figure out if Trader Joe's has ripped you off yeah, or I not. Just go over so you could march back that. and, um, you know, we bought three of these and they're like, we know there's this and you have three and you're like, oh, okay. No, Trader Joe's does, uh, not on purpose, but sometimes things ring twice in a row. And there's been a fair amount of times that I've caught them accidentally. They're not getting away with anything. Us. I know they're not doing it on purpose, but. It Woe to the person that tries to rip the Medusa off. No, I know you they're are not doing all. It on purpose. I am so glad that you're in my life because I don't care. I'll I know, just be you like, would never try. They'll be like, uh, it's $200 for this apple. And I'm like, great. Mm, I love apples. Boy, inflation must really be going on. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Crunch. <laughs> Anyways, if you get a chance, maybe we can find it and post it in the comments. There is the Pelosi video where she is attempting, uh, drunken grandma that she is, uh, attempting to do something in public, and someone nearby in the city is 
is an expert at using your voice, which you find in the cities. There's a thing that goes on in L.A. Whenever you try to do a film shoot, um, a homeless person or a smart person who has no morals and wants to make some money will come over and find sort of a pockety echo area and bounce their wall, bounce their voice off the wall and just scream obscenities. <laughs> or they'll like turn up their stereos or stuff like that. And then the movie production has to come over and pay you to shut up. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing they can do about it. It's, you can't call the cops or anything. It's like, hey, that's what happens when you shoot in a city. So this person had uh, was using that trick to basically say F Joe Biden while Pelosi was trying to do something ridiculous. And, uh, and, and, and usually they try to ignore those, but she couldn't. And she's like, I rebuke him. <laughs> you know, and you're like, I, I don't. Well, he's already rebuking you, really. I know that that works in your little Satan ceremonies, wherever you guys go, but <laughs> I don't think that works out here, Grandma. Mm-mm. I don't think he Imagine could. being her grandchild. Like, you, that must just be a recipe and just a disaster. Because oh, yeah. I'll bet you she's a cheap ass. Mm-hmm. You know, like, even though she has all this money and everything like that, and, like, I'll bet you, like, I'm going to take you and get your very big president, present today out in the city. And, like... Like, you have to go do errands. You have to go pick up, like, your, her bottles of scotch with her at at, <laughs> at, a, at a Sam's Club, mm-hmm. if they have scotch. And then you got to go get a hair with her. And you're spending the day with her. And then and then you go out. You, she probably takes you out to lunch. And that's okay. She probably – because someone's picking up that lunch. But you have to listen to boring political talk. And, and they have to talk about what a cute little man you are and you're in your little thing and everything like that. And then finally she tells you she's going to get you a present or a treat. And you have to listen to this big, long, stupid speech about her old-timey days with her dad, who was a total crook, and her brother, who was some sort of rapist. And um, and, and you have to talk – and she has to tell you about, like, my grandma would take me to get these cupcakes. And, and you go to that cupcake store. It hasn't been open for 25 years. And so instead, she takes you into, like, the save-on and gets you a Werther's. Oh, okay. And that's your treat for the... And you had to put up with all that bullshit for a Werther's. That sounds terrible. That would That's what it would be like being Nancy Pelosi's grandchild. You have quite the imagination. That was worse than I imagined, actually. I've been on a roll today because we went and got a little lunch because uh, we finished up our workouts and our work. And then we uh, had to go do some other stuff. And so we got a little seafood lunch. So I got oysters... And I got some chilled shrimp, and I got a salad, and now I'm having a coffee. So I'm kind of like, that's, like, if you if you give me carbs and french fries and stuff like that, I'm going to slow down and just, like, be mellow. But I have energy food now. So that's why I made up the dark story about Brian, the cowboy, mm. and Waverly, the little girl. That was at, at lunch. At lunch, yes. about The Medusa will ask me about various restaurant patrons, and I'll make up stories about them and inherently they're dark (laughs) yeah they are always dark (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) that's why you write in the somewhat post-apocalyptic genre well i mean i i I, most everything i write is there's a little darkness but then the sweet there's always the hope there's the darkness yeah whether i'm writing space marine or whether i'm writing post-apocalyptic or thriller is my new thing that i'm working on and things like that there's always a little dark yeah no, it, it makes for very interesting books. Yeah. Otherwise, you just, oh, it's a Hallmark movie, which, you know, some people like, but that's not your brand. I'd like to live in a Hallmark town. Yeah, me too. Except without the, the gay agenda. You yeah. You know, dudes, Bryce and Kevin who move in, you know. A Hallmark town before they started. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like the Hallmark town thing. before Bryce and Kevin got shoehorned into everything. I don't mind if there's a gay Hallmark town. It's just, how about a, just a Hallmark town where there's some normal people? Yeah. You know, not perverts. <laughs> <laughs> and normal people are perverts too, but you know perverts are perverts. Exactly. Can we like not know about them though? Can they just be that <laughs> and we don't know about it? <laughs> you know. I don't know. I think that's a big decision point coming to conservatism. Um because I see the Republican Party now basically being forced to embrace alternative lifestyles, which is really weird. You you shouldn't be forced to do that. Because if you look at the results of the last election, it was very clear that the Republican Party had become the party of the little person just based on an opposition to government. So 
the Republicans, which are known as the Party of Stupid, will now take that victory and feel that they can become the new Democratic Party by going to all the grievance alliances and trying to reach out to them. And it's like, why don't you just take care of the conservatives who've been here at the core and the base? And, and my prediction is probably by the next election, that might be the, like, I mean, the 2024 election. But I don't know. I, I really actually... Uh, Maybe even 2022. Never underestimate the power of your own side to screw things up. Um, but I doubt that a person who calls themselves a conservative and votes on their convictions and things like that will be able to do it. And I'm kind of I'm getting ready to opt out myself because I don't I don't think we're being told like, oh, just hang in there and everything's going to be OK. And I'm like, well, I, I don't see the voting irregularities being brought up in public or things being solved or whatever like uh i think trump clearly won last time yeah and i don't see any of those shenanigans oh we had a pipe break not really we were actually counting votes and like that went on a lot of places whether it's flipped the vote or not like you would think that someone would be addressing those issues and i don't think that's going to happen but what i am being told now is like the conservative loves you know i mean the, the republican party loves gay people and we we want more like in california how about a trans governor to go up against gavin newsom and i'm like oh okay cool you know uh so there's nothing for me here as a conservative and i'm i'm fine with that like i was talking to a missionary who lives in Cambodia today and, you know, is basically saying, you know, the world is trying to tell us that we don't have a place in it with the mask mandates and all those kinds of things. And I'm reaching the conclusion, fine, I'm full up on the world. I, I, I need less world in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm cool with it. I'm probably going to start saying some unpopular things because I really don't care i mean i'm not going to say mean or hurtful things but i am going to call wrong wrong and i am going to call right right but i'm not doing this you know uh we all need to lock shields and you need to make political alliances with people that are clearly not right like i don't mind here's here's what i would say i don't mind you can have in america you can have whatever lifestyle that you want within you you know well i mean they're trying to make it so that you can hurt children but let's just say that you can't have that lifestyle um but generally, pretty much any sort of alternative lifestyle, you can have that lifestyle. That's not illegal. They would love to hyperventilate and fundraise on, like, Republicans are going to prevent you from being gay. Yeah, it's like, And it's like when? Rick Grinnell. Yeah. You know, like, like, and even I was like, man, I wish Rick Grinnell would run for, you know, like, I and him. I would talk to gay people and they're like, I have no clue who Rick Grinnell is. I'm like, you should, because he's gay, <laughs> you know. But now I'm kind of of the opinion of, like, I don't mind everybody being on my side, but I want to reserve the right to disagree with choices and lifestyle. I, I want the right to say that certain things are evil, certain things are not right, blah, 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 and say those things. What I don't like are these sort of loyalty, you know, litmus tests of like, you know, you, you can't you can't have an opinion, but you have to vote with me. And I think that's kind of where we're headed in the next election. But again, we're, I think we'll begin to find out first week of January if there is going to be a next election. But if the election were held today based on the old election, would it be even worth participating in? I mean, I'm very black and white, and I feel like I, no matter what, will do my civic duty and let my voice be heard and I'll vote, even if I don't have a lot of faith in the system. Um, so I feel like I would vote, but I would feel very... I don't know, 50-50 on if I think if I think it's going to be a fair election. But I would do it anyway, but I wouldn't, I don't know, as of right now, I wouldn't have a ton of faith in it. I'll be, like, hoping for the best, but not expecting a whole lot is kind of how I feel. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that's the definition of insanity is repeating the same operation and expecting different results. And that's why I think we are in, like, crazy is, the, I, I did that on a post today, crazy is the new normal. And it's like, you know, things that don't add up, like vaccines or mass mandates and everything like that, will be like, we're going in on it again. And you're like, but it didn't work. Well, why would you why would you think it would work? Same thing with the elections. I just don't think. So anyways, Biden comes out today. And for the most part, it was a nothing burger speech. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but he did, there are a few things worth commenting on. And one of those things was, and this was hilarious, he said that he's not making these mandates uh, to uh, prevent you from having a life. He's doing it to save your life. And then he goes on a, a tear against everybody who, and I'd like someone to point these people out, um, who's making money on vaccine misinformation, <laughs> all these doctors who, you know, are just saying things online and, and they're making money and yeah, uh, right. they're they're even killing their own people. And he goes, it's got to stop. And then he like the, you can tell where the teleprompter said, get serious, Joe. And he's all, it's got to stop. It's got to whisper down here. You know, like you're watching this barely competent old show monkey who like can't even fake the fake sincerity now. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say, well, I don't think that guys like Mercola or Dr. Zev, Zev Zelenko, Zev Zelenko and and uh, Kennedy and Malone Mm -hmm. and uh, Chris Martinson. Mm hmm. And Steve Kirsch. And Steve Kirsch. I don't think these people have made any money. No. And the doctors and nurses who are against it, I don't think they've made any money. I think they've lost their jobs. Yeah. I think they've been thrown out of social media. I think they've been called the dirty dozen and all the Like, I don't see them making a lot of money. No, they've lost money and lost careers. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I do see making a lot of money? Big Pharma. Yeah, those guys have made a lot of money. That's yeah. Those guys tons. have made a lot of money. So you have Joe mm-hmm. up there saying they're lying to you and they're just making money off you. And I'm like, and and again, you go back to whatever they say, it's the opposite. And the mm-hmm. truth of it is, is they have gotten big pharma. I mean, unquestionably rich. Yeah. And then you have Bill Gates surfacing today. Today was the full court press of like Omicron's bad. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. So Bill Gates surfaces and starts tweeting, but you can't respond to his tweets and, and tell him how much you just want to throttle that little pencil neck geek. How do they work that out? Uh, there he is a, a way There account? is a way to turn off replies, oh, but okay. of course he, he probably has a special account. So um, that guy made a lot of money. And so yeah. one of the things he Biden says is like, we're going to do testing now. And starting today, the government's going to pay... Uh, 500 million tests. That's half a billion dollars, and and we're we're buying it. You want no no charge to you. So that's a lie. Mm-hmm. The government's paying for it. If the government's paying for it, you you and your 50% taxes are paying for it. So there's a lie there. But go back six months and find this story. Bill Gates and George Soros form a new testing company. Yep. So what's the big push today? Testing. Yep. We're going to do 500 million tests. We're going to test in school. We're going to test every test. Test, test, test. We're going to test in corn pot. Feel my hair. Test. Mm-hmm. Test, test, test. And it's like, when you know that they're making money when they accuse the people that have lost everything almost of profiting when it's really them. I mean, this is the guy who uh, used his kid as a bagman, um, clearly profited, all these kinds of things, and yet he he's now saying that people who are saying, oh, I think you should take this cheap drug, ivermectin. Last time I checked, Dr. Malone or Chris Martinson, they don't own ivermectin. No. No one owns ivermectin. It's like a cheap, off-label, blah, 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 but it's the worst thing ever. You know, and all these kinds of things. So, again, I mean, that sort of, that sort of, like, the, the boldness of this man to get up and accuse the people who have a disagreement of wanting to profit when, okay, maybe some of them are coming up with supplements and things like that. Like Zev Zelenko does have his supplement. But, I think that they work. Well, the thing with his is he'll tell you straight up, you can totally buy these things separately yourself. And I'm so good with that. This is just if you don't want to take the time to do that and you just want it all in one dose. It's four things in one. It's quercetin, zinc, vitamin C, and vitamin D. So clearly, and he tells people the dosage. So he's like, I would love for you to just go get them on your own, all the separate things, if you want to do it that way. It's just if you don't want to, I'll sell it to you all in one. But I don't know. So he's some Jewish doctor in Florida. Yeah. And he's got some shop cranking out, compounding this stuff, and he's put it in a bottle and he's maybe making some money. Sure. You know, but. Nowhere near forcing everybody in the world to take your vaccine shot mm-hmm. and and looting the tax treasuries based on that 
to the point that you're now asking for the debt. You're, you're. Uh, here's the biggest galling thing. With uh, FASB 15, FASB 25, FASB 14. Yeah, I know what you're which talking about. FASB something which is a rule that the government passed in which they no longer have to let you look at the books and account and you've apparently printed so much money that you've looted the treasury and the economy that you now need to come in and ask for three three trillion in stimulus an unheard of sum and you need to have the debt debt limit i mean like there are less desperate people calling credit card companies right now to buy something on qvc you know, like people who have real severe spending problems. The biggest uh, debtaholic in the entire world is the U.S. government and these people. But they're not really like debtaholics. They're not spending what they don't have. They're spending what you have and giving it to themselves. Yeah. And it is this whole sort of payback, kickback thing, blah, blah, blah. If you don't think that everybody involved in this process from Fauci owning the patents. Mm-hmm. On, on 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 the actual virus to Bill Gates and Soros owning both the vaccines and owning the new testing thing, which today was the biggest, you know, we're all going to test. We're going to test console. Oh, isn't that funny? That's like when Gavin Newsom spent a billion dollars on masks uh, right at the start of the pandemic and the masks were bought from China. So basically we gave a billion dollars of California money to China who poisoned us, you know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. whether it was Fauci or like we know it came out of China. And we, you know, like, again, it goes back to that thing that Catherine Austin Fitz says is you're going to Rome and you're going to pay for the trip to Rome. Yeah. And the other thing about the test, too, that's so perfect for them right now is there's still the problem with the tons of false positives. But isn't that perfect when they're trying to pretend that Omicron is exploding out of control again? Well, what perfect way to try to make it look like that's happening than tons of false positive tests that show like all these cases that may or may not be actually. Yeah. Well, you'll need another test and that's more money. And it's like the whole thing. Here's, here's the true thing I can tell you about the pandemic. And I don't know that we know a lot about it, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that it was monetized the entire way from the hospital beds to the ventilators. Everything was incentivized for the people who were in control and were able to make the rules to basically fleece the government, your government, your tax dollars of money to give it to their friends and thus themselves. And while they were killing your loved ones. While they were killing your loved ones, while they were stealing your children's lives, while your children were killing themselves. Like, I don't think that's up for debate. I think that's pretty true and it's pretty solid. And you know how I know it's true? Because the media doesn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. They do ask these like softball questions, you know, about just, you know, just to listen to the press talk to Biden Oh my As opposed to how they, they snarled like wolves at Trump. Yeah. You know, and, and basically humiliated him every chance they got, you know, and like treated him like an idiot. And then they just they, they laugh at Biden. You're like, he's an idiot. Anybody can see he's an idiot. And so you guys look like idiots for acting like he's not an idiot because we can all see he's an idiot. And now you look like an idiot for pretending that he's not. <laughs> it's it's death of Stalin. Yeah. You know, it's just that double speak where you you have to you have to act like a a toady like that to survive so i mean maybe that's the way of the world you know maybe that's the way it is now i don't know but it wasn't today as grim and as severe as i thought it was but here's the takeaway i did feel like at several points he made it clear um that that things would develop you know, that they're looking at this, they're looking at that. So I think that today the Medusa said it this way, you know, like it's like their time schedule isn't where they need it to be. So they had to come out today to make sure the fear started so that probably by January 1st, like they did lay the ground like, like cases are exploding by 500 percent every day. You know, and they just you, you, I had to do it now and everything like there was a lot of that, you know, but. It, it wouldn't be um, unthinkable that they're not going to come back in a week and say, you know, these these aren't people who are operating in any kind of science or reality or numbers or whatever. They just sort of like say, well, this is where we want to be now. So uh, everybody will go out and hyperventilate and, and we'll make it seem like the crisis is legitimate and then we'll do whatever we want to do. And again, voting Republicans, I don't see Republicans doing a damn thing for us. You know who I do see doing stuff for us? You guys, the American people. Like, wherever I go, 
they're the betas that can't wait to strap on their mask and the rest of us are like you're an idiot and we're going on with our lives and i've noticed a lot of restaurants now aren't even going or places or businesses aren't even into the theater anymore it's unfortunate because in store they're forced to wear the masks they don't care if you do or not because they think it's stupid mm-hmm. so uh we would call this in sort of gambling cards 21 I think what we would call today is we would call it a push. So I don't think there was anything really that was said that was groundbreaking. I don't think we moved to some of my more dire scenarios. Like, I mean, extremely at the extreme end, I put martial law on the table. At the bottom end, I put, you know, we're going back into a March 2020 lockdown. He actually went out of his way to say this is not March 2020. We're, we're, we're very prepared and all these kinds of stuff. But he did lay the groundwork that... Omicron was out of control and they might need to do worse things. Now, this is an interesting thing. In the press conference, he goes, thanks to the previous administration. And I thought that was interesting because these people have not missed an opportunity to go after Trump. So now he's saying that Trump this week has made it clear that he's been boosted and, you know, you need to not misjudge the vaccine. And a lot of people on the right and the conservative things like Alex Jones and stuff like that, they've said, they're parting ways with Trump on that. And I agree. I, I'm kind of pissed at, that Trump would do that. But then I began to think a little bit about it. And the first thing that I thought is you have to consider that, yes, Trump is I'm not going to do the 5D chess thing. But I am going to say he clearly is a disciple of Sun Tzu and the art of war. One of the maxims in that Sun Tzu talked about. And Sun Tzu is not end all be all. He's not the master tactician. But there is some wisdom there that you can learn from. And one of the things he said is never interrupt your enemy while they're making a mistake. So for Trump to basically sideline himself on the vaccine and not embrace the sort of like movement that's rejecting it and saying it's a death shot, which it is a kill shot, all these kinds. And Jesse Waters said it was a kill shot on TV. Really? And Fauci said he needs to be fired. So now now, you know, uh, Caesar Fauci. (laughs) is now determining who can be on TV and who can question him. I mean, like, this dude's fall needs to happen. Yes. It's, oh, but he's out of control. So um, here's the deal with Trump. He's on record as saying he doesn't approve of forced vaccination. He even said that at at the rally, too. So he can always fall back on that. But right now, if he comes out and says... I think the vaccine's bad and I, I, I was lied to and I think we need to uh, we need to stand up against it. The revolt against the vaccine will now stop being a revolt about the vaccine as it was through every issue of Trump's presidency. It will be about Trump. So for all of our sakes, we should be very glad that he is sitting out the vaccine. Because we want to keep the main thing, the main, like, I think that they want him to come out against the vaccine so that they can see, see how dumb Trump is and anybody's dumb and shame and blah, blah, Like, what we witnessed for four years, like, no, Trump is actually, and I, I can't give him credit that he's actually doing this, but it occurs to me that this is smart. Stay out of the vaccine. Because at any time leading up to if he decides to run, he can always come and say, my position has evolved and this is bad. And he's laid the groundwork and he has the groundwork to make that statement. But right now he should stay out of it because the enemy, Joe Biden, the globalist, the deep state, are clearly making a mistake. The people are not with them on this. Um, corporations are in revolt. Unions are in revolt. They are losing that. this. This is why they're having to double down. Parents, grizzly mamas are in revolt. Don't is Donald Trump, don't steal from that. Let them continue to have anger at the people who are owning this issue, which at the forefront is the Democratic Party and the globalist elite. The anger is squarely directed on them. The moment that Trump surfaces and says, hey, I'm with the insurrectionists and MAGA should never vaccinate, the issue goes out the door and it's about Trump. So that could be why he's doing that. and And I think that's actually quite likely. But I don't know. But it is it is it would explain why he is saying the things that he's saying right now. And it would explain that perhaps he made it that, you know, the Biden administration tried to, you know, that they were having some back and forth. And 
and saying, you know, because they want the vaccination so badly, maybe his thing was, well, I'll come out and say, you know, that I got boosted if you give me credit. And they were probably saying, good, we know it's a death shot. And when we need, you know, if we need to fall back and blame somebody, we can we can blame Trump. That's the only it's interesting. That's an exposed position for Trump Mm -hmm. always at the end of the day. And I've, I've seen them come out like in the the lower level ones on Twitter and sort of like, you know, Trump was behind all of this and blah, blah, blah. And so like it is a weak point. It's not an indefensible point. I think he has an easy defense on it, but it is it is an area of exposed attack for him. But I do posit this. Perhaps he's allowing them to make a mistake because if he if the Democrat Party continues to own the vaccine, continues to own the mandates, continues to own the lockdowns and things like that. If there ever is a fair election, they've shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, exactly. And like I was saying earlier to you about it, like, well, Alex Jones, like his position on it is that because we know that like children are now being killed unnecessarily by it, you know, because they basically don't die of COVID unless they were already kind of dying of other stuff anyway is honestly the truth so like because of that he's just like he should be speaking out against it or he's kind of got those children's death on his hands but you were saying if he comes out against it like your feeling was they would just push harder and more children would die Remember? yeah if if if, if trump said. came out and said you know like you know the vaccine's bad and it's hurting children they would double down because they like and i'm not making this stuff up like whatever trump said they doubled down on the opposite of it so he could even be saying that like hey if i if i go you know uh uh vaccine is bad they will actually try to inject even more people and they did say that today they said like we're gonna have our objections even more we're gonna inject everybody i'm gonna have needle fingers i'll be walking (laughs) around injecting everybody here want a needle Uh, joe biden uh, got a new dog his name is commander don't talk about the old dog that bit everybody (laughs) and pooped on the floor because it probably wasn't the dog pooping on the floor (laughs) it was me joe biden (laughs) pooping on the floor Uh, that'll teach the secret service (laughs) teach them will teach them to protect you (laughs) and like why does he have to teach them People like that are filled with rage Mm -hmm. and bitterness. And they're never surrounded by common people whom they truly hate. So that's why, like, people who have guarded Hillary Clinton will tell you that she is the worst person in the entire world. Yeah. Because all they do is treat everybody like servants and direct their rage at them. But the rage is really at us common people because they hate us. Because... They really resent the fact that they have to work for us. They they do see themselves as sort of these divine elite, and and they think that we should be you know fawning and supplicating over them. Then we don't. We get up and say you know uh, let's go Brandon, and we throw stuff at them, and we hit them in the face with pies, and we're you know we're resentful. I mean that's just America. We're a surly bunch. No one should ever run for any office and think that you're going to love be loved by everybody, but. You still have to say, I'm going to be a president to everybody. You have to be a president even to the people that don't like you. What we're seeing now is the division of a nation in which the ruling elite have decided, and you could say tactically, rightfully so, that they only have to take care of their own. Because our side is the sucker side. We'll still do the right thing and take care of everybody and blah, blah, blah. But they're just going to stick it to us for as long as they can. Because their side is mean-spirited and evil and petty like that, and they think that's great. You know, their side is Chelsea Handler. Their side is AOC, just perpetually spoiled children. Mm -hmm. And our side is like, well, you got to do the right thing by everybody. You got to be a people to everybody. You know, I don't know. Not always. You know, our our side disillusions me a little bit every time. And and again, I'm not so sure that I have a, a side much longer. Yeah. I mean, all I feel like is just every election, we're just going to have to do our best to vet people and try our best to vote for the people that we think are honest and think that have the right intentions. But yeah, yeah but I think I think you're lot. headed towards some wrong issues yeah. that you're going to have to take. I mean, I think that this pedophilia thing 
is going to be the hot issue and and you're going to be told like you gotta you gotta say that this is right even no. on yeah what? it's that's I the, think the uh, left will that's the biggest that, that is the, the normalization of same-sex minor attraction or whatever it's called i think the left will. minor attraction is huge no, and, the left, and, I do not yeah, think but the our, right's going to go there yet, at least yet. What is the right? The right's Lindsey Graham. But I think you're right. The and right Mitch might McConnell. start to be like, gay is great. It, you know, like they might go on stuff like that. But all of those things are a slippery yeah, slope to... Yeah, exactly. Because the person who is minor attracted, a pervert, a pedophile, he can say, well, you know, how come what I feel? You, you, I you gave it to these people on the basis of their feels. This is what I feel. How and and we've made the argument like, well, you're damaging a person that's beyond the age of consent. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, we've decided that you know children can decide for themselves whether they want to get the vaccine, mm-hmm. and so that's why we have pizza parties in the parking lot and then tell them not to tell their parents, which is, which yeah. is a thing that's happening right now. I know. So you you know like all the wisdom of the slippery slope, which we should have been adhering to all along, has been shot out from underneath us. And sometimes, I think like. The Republicans in California are, are getting it and right on or at least conservative or libertarian. And then I like have a conversation with them and they're like, you know, at first they're all we got to do right and debt and all these kinds of things. And then you get into the social aspects and like there was one the other night and they're just insane. I know. You're just like, oh, that's why they don't want you coming to Texas. You know, they should want me coming to Texas because yeah, they would be like. You're too right for us. Yeah, exactly. And then I'd be like, you think I'm too right? You should meet the Medusa. <laughs> I know. Jeez. But She's the thing as with, hardcore right as it gets. That's for sure. The thing with the gay thing, though, I think like you were saying with Rick Grinnell, and the reason I think we felt like, well, we like him quite a bit, is like he seems to leave that as a separate thing. Like he, what he does in his own life is whatever, but he's not pushing that. He's not pushing that. I'm just... Like, my gayness is just like you heterosexuals. He's not trying to push that and be like, this is normal and you have to love it. He just sort of, like, doesn't really But here, here's what I'm really saying. Like, you can do whatever you want and yeah. we can't even be allies. Yeah, that's what I mean. But what you can never ask me to do is call something that I disagree with right, right. or good for the sake of an alliance. I reserve yes. the right to call everybody in my life out on their wrongs. And you would be surprised who I do that to, even close family members. But the love or the alliance is never in negotiation. I could I could be in alliance with most people of other lifestyle choices on in the Republican Party. But what you can never come to me and say is my lifestyle is good and you need to affirm that, which yeah. is the area we've moved into now. I'm like, no, I don't think it is. Right. I think it'll end badly. And I can give you facts and I can give you statistics and I can give you personal anecdotes. Mm-hmm. That not everything is good for you. Some and, and people could I and if you don't think I haven't done this in my own life, you think I'm just some holy roller sitting. I've had to look at things in my own life and edit those out and say, hey, that wasn't that's not good. Yeah. We all like that's the thing is, and I think sometimes the left tries to make hay out of that 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 people who disagree with people are sitting on some sort of moral high ground where they think that they're right about everything when really they're living in hypocrisy. The truth of the matter is, 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 and Christ summed up the condition of our hearts, everyone's wicked. Everybody has something that is evil in your life. And there's, I'm not going to say there's not anything wrong with that. I'm going to say that's not as grave as when you take something that's wrong in your life and you like evil and you call it good. That's where God moves into the territory of abomination. He's like, this is an abomination. When you call this thing that you're doing which is a sin, which is wrong, which is not good. When you call it good, that's where God actually uses words like hate. But, you know, God doesn't hate people, you know, because of who who are struggling, who are struggling or, you know, or because we're all struggling. Like just because gay Timmy's over there struggling with being gay. Don't think that, you know, the guy up in the pulpit isn't struggling in some way, shape or form with his things. Mm -hmm. We're all supposed to be struggling. We're all supposed to be, you know, aware of our shortcomings and and attempting not to live not the main thing is not calling evil good right what we've moved into this culture and especially with the minor attracted person that's coming up now pedophiles is they're making the case of it's not wrong and believe me they have the case law to make that case 
because our government has been nothing but a series of erosions for political means, Mm -hmm. for political expediency, telling people who are living counter to Western civilization, moral and values, and the family structure and all those things, all the basis and bedrock of your government are saying, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And no one can ever say anything's wrong with that because that would be hate speech. Well, if that's if that's law, and it, and it kind of is, I hate to tell you. But law doesn't mean right or good. The Nazis had all kinds of laws that were horrible. But yeah. you're moving into that territory of calling evil good. And the minor attracted person has a legitimate case in constitutional law and all those things to say, if 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 that, then this. And yeah. so we are approaching this moment where if you call yourself a conservative or a fan of Western civilization or whatever, you are going to have to draw the fine line of not everything is good for you. Some things are wrong. And that seems innocuous in the way that I've said it. But I will tell you right now that that is the biggest line you'll cross right there. That will be the end of your career. That will be the end of your family relationships. All the histronics that they can bear to bring on you won't be about a particular issue, won't be about this or that. It will be about the fact that you have decided to name something as evil and wrong and not saying I, I, you're not saying, oh, I think that person should be hung up in the square and lynched and, you know, they should be chased out of uh, out, of, out of business and schools and all that. Oh, no, that's only reserved for people who object to getting a, a, an experimental science project. Mm-hmm. But the moment that you say the same things that they're saying about you, that will be called hate speech and your career in life will be over. Now, you just have to say, you know, all right, well, what am I living for in life and who, who am I accountable to? And. I'm not saying that's even a religious thing. There's a lot of atheists who really feel that way. And they, they, they hold themselves and what they believe to a higher moral authority. And they would feel false if they decided to say that something that they knew was fundamentally not good and not right was right and not wrong. And yeah. Christians have that too because we just say, well, one day we're going to stand in front of the ultimate judge of the universe and, and he's going to examine our actions. And the truth of it is, spoiler, cut to the chase. Indulge these religious conversations because it's right around Christmas. There's nothing you can do. You're, you're evil. You're bad. You, there's the, you, know, there's the, you don't get into heaven because you made any decisions on gay marriage. You don't get into heaven because you, you drove out the infidels or anything like that. You get into heaven because Christ says, I paid for your sins and you can come in. And that's, it's really that simple. Like none of the things you're doing here make a difference with your salvation, mm-hmm. but the choice that you make to allow, you know, to, to recognize that you are fundamentally deficient and that you need a savior and then accepting that savior gets you into heaven, whether you're a gay dude, whether you're a Muslim, whether you're, you know, all of us are sinners, all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that's what the Christian thinks. That's what the atheist thinks. And it's the dividing line in the society, whether you're a Christian or atheist, like both of those people can be on the same side and they can also be on the other side. There's all kinds of Christians who say really wacky things like that. Mm -hmm. But we are all approaching this moment of where we're going to have to decide if there is such a thing as good and evil, if there is such a thing as right and wrong. And the easiest way that I can really kind of sum it up, and I know we've gone long here, is they already do that. You should start doing that, too. You should, I mean, that's your right. You, you, that's, that is, that is a tool you have in your toolkit to call things evil or wrong that not that you just don't disagree with, but that you rationally and logically examine. And you're like, Hey, it's evil to eat an entire cake at Susie cakes because that's gluttony and it's not good for me. And it might kill me and my family would be, you know, widowed and all those kinds of things that, that would be a sin. That would be evil. That would be gluttony. The atheist might not frame it like that. They would just say that would be stupid. Um, but they already do that. If you don't get the vaccination, you're evil. If you voted for Trump, you need to be punched in the face. If you know, if you're white, you're an evil. Like you can listen to that rhetoric where they call white people evil, but they also call Asian people evil. And the Asian people call the people like it's moved into this like if you're on the right side and you have the right identity, you can you can pronounce good and evil. But if you're on the other side, woe to you if you pronounce good and evil. They will ruin your life. But I think that the final issue that we are heading towards in this culture is 
Do you have the right to call things good and evil as you see it within the culture? That's the big question you are facing. And that's the podcast.